For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Reigns.Play and welcome to our second podcast previewing the T20 World Cup, which has already started um, and the bigger teams will be playing in a few days. I'll start on Saturday, in fact, and that's what we're doing today. We're previewing what we think are the three favourites. Um, we've got a pod coming out in a few days, uh, which will preview the rest of the teams that aren't the minnows, which is the podcast you've already heard. It's all getting confusing, but here's an exciting podcast for us all. Uh, I've got Zach and Will in front of me today. Will, how are you? I'm very well. I'm I'm pleased to confirm that you have pressed record, so it's already an improvement on our previous pod attempt. Oh, we were just saying before we came to record. I'm well. The world is 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 gutted that we couldn't hear your rant, Will, about there being too much cricket. But I'm sure you can remember those points and say that for the podcast. You know, everyone looked forward to hear that at some point. Um, Zach, how are you? Well, you're the only one who got to hear that actually, in, in the in the mysterious episode that got lost. Yeah, I, I'm good. I'm happy to run through Will, the future tours program that caused his, is there too much cricket? When's the next break going to be? We were trying to work it out and there just isn't one until about September 2023. And at some point in 2023, there's a there's a 50 over World Cup. So 2024, Will. No, we were trying to work out when we could have a week off this podcast. It's never... <laughs> there isn't and we're doing it for free unless someone would like to sponsor us for some reason uh okay boys let's get straight into this podcast so for listeners we've had the minnows podcast and those qualifiers going on as we speak um the big boys get involved on saturday uh, and we've picked these three teams because we think they're our favorites that might be up for debate as we get into this podcast so we'll be looking at england uh india and the west indies uh, the rest of the teams we'll cover in a podcast coming out in a couple of days We'll start with England. This is an English podcast. We must start with what I think are the favourite team, the favourites. I don't know. I Big wish I call early. early. <laughs> no messing around from Dan today. I said to you, Will, we'll get straight stuck into it, and I have. Um, the winners in 2010, of course, uh, coming off the back of a brutal loss in the 2016 final. I say coming off the back. That was now five plus years ago. So I think the scar tissue is fully healed from that. Uh, remember the name, Carlos Brathwaite. I do, unfortunately. So, yeah, they're my favourites. Uh, it's very Anglo-centric of me, as I do like to be when we do talk about England. Uh, the first note on, on, our, on our group sheet is unbalanced. I'm guessing that was Zach because he loves, uh, loves it, something being either balanced or unbalanced. Um, so start us off, Zach, with, with that debate and whether you think England are favourites or not as well. I like that you mentioned the remember the name. How could we forget the name when... The, the saying remember the name is on Sky Sports every single day on their advert <laughs> for the T20 World Cup it's impossible to forget that name and it is a shame we'll, we'll talk about West Indies in a minute but it's a shame he, he won't be playing but yeah England are they unbalanced I think I wrote that as my first note about England and then since yeah. then I might have gone back on that I think they've got quite a good squad you know they are pretty good at this T20 this is stuff. one of the most balanced teams in the World Cup Zach come on yeah, I, I think the the spin is what is what worries me initially because we have we have Adil Rashid who is very good, but then other than that we are reliant on Moeen Ali who we love him but his his recent his recent record in an England shirt across all three formats is not spectacular and then Liam Livingston is a he's a part timer who I mean if he can give us a couple you know power play overs it's really good but. 
when we talk about India's squad, it's completely different the way they've gone with their spin and seam balance. So it makes me feel like it's a little bit unbalanced just because there are only options. And we've we picked initially, we picked three of basically the same player in Willie Wokes and Sam Curran. Sam Curran has now dropped up through injury and Tom Curran is a different player. I don't necessarily think he's a better player, but he is different to those to those other two. But yeah, so I the only reason I would say, well, it's just they didn't need to pick all those three, did they? No, and you wanted a bit of Liam Dawson in the main squad, which I think is a fair point if if one of our spinners goes down. Uh, I'm just looking at what I had as my, what I would like to see as England 11, and I'll read it out now, and then we can go, we can kind of use that as a, a point to debate. Uh, Roy and Butler opening, Moeen at three, which I'm, I like, but I think I might be able to pick it up, for, up for grabs. Uh, Bairstow four, Livingston five, Morgan six, any one of Curran, Wokes or Willie at seven, I don't care. Uh, CJ, Rashid, Mills and Wood. And that feels like a really good team to me. And I think with that, you've got one, two, three, the four bowlers or the five bowlers underneath Morgan. And then you can squeeze some overs out of Livingston or Moeen if you'd like as well. Um, Will, you, you brought up a point that dropping the number one ranked T20i batter is a bit of an issue, uh, which I agree with. But I don't see how he squeezes in this team. Um, what are your initial thoughts on England and, and whether I've gone a bit early at the blocks with calling them the favourites? I mean, I just find it quite entertaining that we've decided to drop the <laughs> notionally the best, best T20 international batsman in the world at the moment. Having said that, I'm looking at the 11 that you've described and I completely agree with you. I don't, I don't think he plays that well or the style that you're going to want from your number three in the conditions that we think we're going to have um where you know lots of people who understand analytics and smart things about cricket much more than us have highlighted the importance of getting off to a really good power play when the runs are going to slow up after that you need people who are going to go after the ball and if you lose one of your openers and Milan comes in he's probably not that guy so I agree with the logic of mowing there I find it doubly funny that you've said mowing but maybe that spots up for grabs and yet you still won't consider Devin Milan for that no. but but I don't even disagree. I think that's fine. Do I think you've jumped the gun on favourites? Yeah. It's odd. I, I kind of agree. From the team that you've put there, it does look pretty balanced. When you look at it on paper, I'm just looking at the lack of form from lots of them, including Morgan, including Bairstow and Butler, who haven't played very much cricket recently, nor has Jason Roy. Combined with when you look at your bowlers, you're still missing Joffre Archer. Obviously, it would be the standout name there. You don't really have a second frontline spinner to go alongside Rashid, unless we're going to ask for three or four from Moeen. Mills and Wood, excellent bowlers, but not that much experience at this level, especially Mills. You're asking a lot of him to come back in from basically coming from, in, from the cold with respect to the England yeah. international setup and immediately come in and be a star name. So I think there's just a lot of uncertainty with this England team that makes me think if it all clicks overnight, they should be the favourites. But I wouldn't bank on that happening. Interesting you talk about Mills' experience at this level. Would you say the experience by this level, do you mean ICC tournament or do you mean more broadly T20Is? Because he is pretty experienced across t20 tournaments across the world but i do get what you mean he hasn't played it feels like he hasn't played for england in years but playing for england in bilateral series that don't really mean much i would say isn't as good as it isn't that necessarily the best experience compared to playing around the world in different conditions and playing in tournaments where you are you're you're an overseas pro so you are there's a lot of pressure on you I think it's a really, really good point, actually. And I, I, I don't know the answer to that. And hopefully both, you know, both those things are useful in, in their own way. And we'll come on to, to the similar conundrum with the two other teams we're going to talk about today, because I think it's one of those things that underpins squad and team selection for everybody. The thing that I think is interesting, though, for this team, and I, and I was specifically thinking of international and even World Cup experience with, with respect to people like Mills, because what's interesting about this England team is it is really, really old. There's very, I mean, literally no young players there. Your youngest by a good margin who could get into that 11 would be Tom Curran, who's just about the only one younger than 27, 28. And yet, despite that, you're looking through it and think about okay, who's played a previous World Cup. And it's not many of them. It really isn't. And so there's a kind of strange tension there in the England team where it should be experienced. And as you say, there is a lot of franchise experience there and playing around the world, but not 
by top level, I mean, who's been in a World Cup semi-final and final before? Because that, that's the kind of experience that the West Indies team can draw on um, and, and several of the India team can draw on. So when you're talking about the favourites, I think that's the kind of thing that might make a difference. And then form, I think, is, is going to be massive. I mean, how much of a concern is Owen Morgan going to be? I mean, that's that's my biggest question, I think, about the Specialist batting. captain. Specialist captain Morgan. <laughs> can you be a specialist captain number six? As a as a as a batsman who doesn't bowl at all. I mean, just just going back over his averages for this year. So he averaged he averages eleven point seven in internationals this year, twelve point nine in the IPL, and finished bottom of the table in the hundred. Yeah, is that a worry? It's a big concern, mate. But I think your points on and whether I jump the gun are very valid because this is a cold team. This is a very cold team looking at IPL form, uh, and this is a slightly inexperienced bowling attack in ICC events. So yeah, I, I have jumped the gun really, and I, I'm I'm wishing I didn't say that at the top of the pod because you've deconstructed that marvelously. One one thing I would say as as well as that to to build on what Will's saying is that this is the team we would like to see. But I've I've added in the notes the team that I think they're more likely to play. I like, I like these edits, Zach. You were doing these midway through me talking when I was announcing my team. And I think this is nice, and it gets rid of that conundrum of where I said Curran Wokes Willie. I don't care because <laughs> I do care about Moeen, and I'd love to see him at seven. No, I see. I don't like this team as much because because of um, what Will said about when you know who would you want coming in? The pitches are going to slow down. We we uh, uh, there there's still question marks over whether the pitches will be new pitches or not, whether they're going to just be the same old pitches we've had in the IPL and they've been very slow uh, as well as that, you know, but yeah, like you say, well, Milan, he's not going to go quickly. Moeen, his, uh, there's some statistics that back up. He, uh, his best time to bat is between the overs four and 12. So get him in at three or four, but don't get him in at seven. It's too do you, low. Do you think? Do you think with this? Do you think England are lacking an accumulator of runs? We we spoke in the podcast that isn't out yet, Zach, about accumulators and some other teams, some of these mid-ranking teams, and some teams are just overloaded with them. Whereas England are struggling with with one, I'd say, really. Uh, Roy Butler, Berso, Livingston are explosive batsmen in, in the top five. You bring Milan in on a slow pitch in a low-scoring game, and maybe thirty off thirty is just what a team might need. I I. Did you did you watch England versus India earlier this year in India? Because it, yes. there was talk before the series that oh this is it you know we don't need him when it's a belter we need him when he's when it's a slow low pitch and he was awful when it was a slow low pitch when it was you know when one fifty is a fantastic score he wasn't very good he's really good when it when you don't need an anchor when it's a belter so I I get your point Dan but I don't agree with it. <laughs> That's fine, Zach. We're allowed to debate. It's what we're, it's what we're here to do. I think as well with this um, Milan at three, Moeen at seven, you, you promote him above Morgan and you just put Morgan at seven and don't buy it <laughs> because he's rubbish in the minute. And then that allows you to still have Morgan in the team somehow, but never bat him and have him as the good captain he is. I don't know. This has gone. This isn't where I thought this debate was going to go today. Yeah, I, me neither. I mean, Morgan... I saw a I saw a take on on Twitter. I can't remember who it was by a couple of weeks ago saying Morgan is going to drop himself in the tw- in the in the semi final against India, isn't he? It's going to happen. He's going to drop himself in the semi final, and it's going to be, you know, the master stroke of a Morgan's captain going to a new level in him dropping himself. I, I do think, and to Will's point a bit earlier, that if this team clicks and it, and we know these players individually have all performed in, in an England shirt in, in various guises. Um, it's not quite, they're not quite in the form we'd like to see them in, but if it does click and they do find a bit of form in, in what is a pretty quick event, you know, just the five games in the group stages, it should work though, right? We're still, I'm, we need to, I think I need to get more positive again about England. Like there are problems, we've highlighted those, but if it does click, and I know it's easy to say, it if it just clicks, this should be a team that compete, can compete, right? Against, uh, you know, the West Indies, Australia and South Africa who are in their group. It's a shame they aren't up against an India or a Pakistan in the group stage because that would have been a great game. But what I'm saying is they should get themselves out of the group stages with, with what they've got on paper. First game against the West Indies is going to be fascinating because that'll be a real test of the that different replay styles, of the different final experience as well. levels, replay of the final, narrative. Pure narrative, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the narrative derby. I, I, 
they've got quite nicely balanced fixtures as well. There's, there we go. There's the B word again. In so much as they go qualified team, a qualifier, qualified team, a qualifier, and finally finish with South Africa, who, as we'll speak about in a couple of days, really aren't that great. So I just, I just can't. Even if they lose to West Indies and Australia, there should be three wins in there. Except this is a face a, of me, Will. Will's pulling a face. Come this on. is a, well. I just I just remember that this is a team with a prolific habit of losing to the Netherlands at World Cups. Yeah. <laughs> it's by no means guaranteed that you can bank those qualified teams as wins. Oh, we're gonna be fine, lads. We're gonna be fine. But yeah, I came to this podcast way more at beat about this. The form is stinking, isn't it? Livingston was trying to hit it too hard in the IPL for me. He looked like he was trying to hit the ball too hard. Butler's not been playing for a while. Uh, Morgan was stinking for KKR. Oh. Even even Rashid wasn't getting a game. I mean, you you look down that list, and the best T20 league in the world basically thought none of those players, yeah, but worth a start. It's worrying. It's worrying. I mean, they're 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 through the group stages for me. I'm just going to say that now, boys. Are you are they through the group stages despite these clear issues? Yes, for me they are. And also, I do think we, we we might be reading too much into how these forms go. Morgan is is just so one of those players where he could hit, he might hit a scratchy kind of 30 to get us over the line in one game and that will just suddenly ping him into form. Butler might be in the form of his life because he's had a nice break with yeah. his with his newborn child. Good spin. Bairstow as well might have enjoyed his break. A friend of mine saw him at a golf course um, just north of Leeds, uh, not that long ago, and he looked Lovely. like he was having a great time. No better place than a golf course to, to clear your head and forget exactly. about cricket. You know what I mean? Exactly. Okay, good spin, Zach. Good spin. Will, a bit, bit of head scratching over there because at the end of this, you're going to have to declare your top four. Well, I want you to tell me which of West Indies and Australia are not making the top four. We disagreed. I said the West Indies in the podcast that no one's heard yet. Interesting. Interesting. This is going to be fun. Okay. Will, come on. You, you, we're, fin- you... we're finishing off England. Are they getting through? Are England getting through? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was reluctant, but that's fine. Whatever. That's yeah, because I think Australia are rubbish. No, yes. 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 Agreed. Agreed. In the, the, despite the fact I said they'll, they'll go through. Lots of competing emotions here. Don't come to me for advice on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was, uh, I'm not going to spoil the take that we get to the take. Don't spoil the pod for everyone's <laughs> out. They need to listen to it. I'll be out in a couple of days and we've already recorded it. So you'll love it. Uh, right. England is squeezing through for all of us. Great. It's an exciting team, exciting times. Maybe I jump the gun at the start of the pod. Uh, let's move on to India then, who are probably actual bookies favourites, the most people's favourites. Uh, what was due to be a home T20 uh, World Cup is now obviously in the in the Middle East, uh, UAE, Oman. So let's take it away from a little bit. The home fans, the, the home stadia, but they're very used to playing in in, the, in these places. Uh, Will, I'm just going to hand over to you, mate. There's some cracking notes on our thing here. A lovely looking eleven, but you've got some issues with the squad in general, let alone the eleven. So uh, do go ahead. I do have a couple of issues with the squad. I mean, I think. Not that this would necessarily be a sensible way to go about things, but I think the funniest and the most entertaining India teams would be to treat it basically like an IPL All-Star eleven, and then you lob in the Virat Kohlis of the world. Yeah. Um, and there are lots of big names. I mean, look, I think, think about the, the bowling, for example. We had Harshal Patel took almost 10 wickets more than anybody else in the IPL this year. Avesh Khan was the second wicket taker. Neither of them are anywhere near the squad. Spinners, likewise, they've left out Bishnoi, who we all love, yes. and your friend of Chahel, who was the top wicket taker among spinners, among Indians, who had the same number as Rashid Khan, in favour of taking people like Rahul Chahar, who ha- who just seems to be in and around the international side at the moment, but isn't in great form. And I'm, I, I couldn't really tell you what he does that any of the other options don't. Same deal with the batting. I mean, if we remember that bizarre period of the summer where there were two India teams on different continents because reasons. <laughs> <laughs> right. Looking back at that batting lineup, the top five from the last, and bear in mind, they've not had any warm up games up to this point, right? The top five of India's last T20 international was Gaikwad, Shikadawan, Padakal, Samson, and Dishrana. None of them in the squad. So you've, got, you've suddenly got this all new batting lineup that's coming in without much regard for form or previous international experience of this year. And I don't 
think it actually reads like that great a team. I mean, I'll I'll use this as a segue into my eleven and throw it open for discussion. But I think this is one batsman short, an all rounder short, and the wrong choice of bowlers. So what I've gone with, and there's definitely going to be a debate about the opening partnership here. Yes, there is. But I've gone with Kale Rahul and Rohit Sharma. Reminding you, this is a white ball event. Yeah. Uh, just, just so you know, not, this isn't the Test World Championship again, Will. I do think it's an interesting subplot of discourse about when the last time was that an international team would have had the same opening partnership in all three formats. I'd but that's I'd for another time. When, like T20 barely started. Yeah, don't, let's not digress. That could be a rabbit hole that takes a lot of time. Go on. So, Kale Rahul wrote Sharma. Virat at three. Yeah. Surya Kumar at four. Pant and Hardik. Jadeja, I think, is locked in at seven. One of Aksar, Ashwin, and Chakravarti. Again, I'm putting my David Willey, don't care, next to that number eight, but one of those three. And then Bhuvnesh Rakumar, Bumrah, and Shami as your seamers. But that's by no means my ideal 11. I think there's, there's lots to discuss in there. So, uh, I mentioned before we, before we recorded, I've got... Sorry, I've got... That was, like was so wound up, ready to go then. Go on. Then. <laughs> I've got... I think I have three problems. The main one I have is India have picked three seamers in their squad. So I would be surprised if they play all three of them. Personally, I, it makes sense to play three seamers. You know, it's, it's what other teams will do. It depends, obviously, you know, Hardik's bowling is who knows. You know, he's, he's, he's also another player who's not been in the best form, but it's Hardik Pandey, you know. You know, it's Hardik Pandey. He's he's quite good, and we love we love talking about him on the podcast. And it's great to actually be able to talk about him, and it be okay, you know, yeah, rather than us just managing like, to squeeze him in. Yeah, we're not midway through a test series, just searching <laughs> desperately for answers. <laughs> England, New Zealand test series, and we're talking about Hardik Pandya. <laughs> my my, so I I do agree with lots of it. Boovy and Bumrah, so Bumrah's a lock, obviously. Jadeja, I think, because of that number seven, is a lock. Bumra, well, sorry, I've just said that. Bouvi, I think, again, he looked so good in that series, uh, England-India series in India. I think for the power play, he's good. Their other power play options are relatively limited, I would say, because Jadeja could bowl in the power play. You know, I, I, I don't think you want Jadeja as necessarily as your fifth bowler, though. Uh, Shami's record in the power plays in T20 cricket is not great. But then again, his record in T20 cricket just overall isn't great. So I think Shami was a bit of a, you know, a bit of one of those picks that is is quite India, to be honest. He's he's a really good player in other formats of the game. So, you know, we'll we'll pick him in this squad because, you know, he's pretty good at the other formats. The Aksar Ashwin Chakravarti spot is interesting because obviously Aksar and Ashwin offer a lot more with the bat than Chakravarti does. But I would go Chakravarti out of those three. But I would then maybe play a, another. That's a lot of spin, then, isn't it? it, it Excessive spin, Zach. That's, it, it that's, is. It is. Uh, but twelve overs of spin. But as we're going to talk about in a couple of days, there are certain teams that they're only getting through if these pitches are like they are in the IPL. I mean, twelve overs of spin is what KKR have done in the IPL very, very successfully. So, if they could have Jadeja, but even if you have if you have Hardik, if Hardik can bowl. And you don't have you're not you're not locked on twelve overs of spin. Then you can have Axar. Axar can bowl in the power play quite well. So can Ashwin, to be honest. I think Ashwin will be used later on in the tournament. England and West Indies are both very left-hander dominated. So Ashwin will be good at that. You know, it's kind of what India for a few years they used, they just had Chahal and and Kuldeep because they turned it different ways. That was really quite a good use of spin, wasn't it? That felt like yeah. sort of apex use of spin. Yeah, they both they both, they turned it different ways and they both turned it far because they were wrist spinners. I mean, where is Kuldeep Yadav these days? Like, what's happened to him? <laughs> I, mean, like, I haven't even seen him mentioned for KKR, for, but even for KKR for a couple of years now. But yeah, I, I really like Chakravarti. I agree with you about Rahul Chahal. The only thing I can think of when you said that about what has he done that Chahal and Bishnoi haven't is he's won the IPL a couple of times in the last few years. He's not necessarily starred. He obviously plays for Mumbai Indians, who are the best IPL team, the best T20 team in the world. So 
but he is their he is their spinner, their frontline spinner. Not that that means he's anything special on its own. So I do agree with you on that, but he has won the IPL. My uh, third and final issue. This is so comprehensive. Absolutely. Will you taking notes? He's deconstructed everything you had to say. You're going to have to rebut this. So uh, we've gone. So we've gone pace. So the three paces is an issue. The other issue, I, to be fair, maybe that was kind of only one issue, really. Uh, it's all kind of just the bowling attack. The bowling attack. The bowling attack. And now we're going to go to the small, batting. Small qualm. I can see Pant, Sky and Hardik. Pant, Sky, Hardik, Jadeja is, is four to seven. I think that works for me. It's the top three I don't like, particularly because they're all pretty similar. But I, it, this is the team I think they probably will go with. It's not the team I want, though. I can't, I mean, Rohit is, so we've said, I, 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 at one point in the notes, I said, how are they going to fit in? How are they going to fit in Rohit, uh, Kohli, Rahul and Ishkish? And the thing is, they're probably not. And and Surya Kumayadav, because Surya Kumayadav can start very quickly, but can also be a bit of an accumulator at times and has had that role a few times for Mumbai Indians and hasn't been hasn't been anything special this season. But that is compared to how amazing he was last year. Ishan Kishan is the one person I want to see in this top order. I want to see him opening, but I don't. I don't. I don't think they're going to do that. He's, you know, he was so good in that in that um, final group game for Mumbai Indians, top of the order, freedom to play when they hit 235 and he hit 84 from 32. Kel Rahul as well has been really good this IPL, so I don't think you drop him, but then. They're just not going to drop Pro at Sharma, are they? There's no way they're dropping Pro at Sharma. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's they're no way. Not going, they're absolutely not going to drop Pro at Sharma. No. The, it, it, it would, I think the only person it would be for would be Surya Kumar. But then you're not going to bat Virat at four. You're going to well, bat you, Hishkish at four. You um, might, in the, for even for a couple of the England T20s in India, he was, for some reason, coming in at four after SKY a couple of times. Mm. It doesn't feel... The, pro- yeah. the problem is it starts to just feel very random and like you're fitting in yeah. anyone who you can squeeze in. Whereas I, I, I kind of agree with you that the balance makes a lot more sense if you find a way to open with Ishkish. The I problem th- is you're just not, are you? <laughs> I think they have... The fact they have three, they just do not need those three players who are good accumulators when you have Jadeja coming in at seven or Hardik coming in at six, you want, you pant Hardik and Jadeja, you want one of those to have at least eight overs and the others to kind of be able to just come in and have a little bit of fun. You don't want Virat and Virat's strike rate has been really interesting this IPL because he's just been so good in the power play and then so bad out of it and it's just caused it caused RCB so many problems on these pitches, but obviously they're not going to drop Virat Kohli. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe if he pledges to just leave on an off stump at six point one overs <laughs> and just let, overs. let the rest of this batting lineup do what it needs to do. My my ragtag solution to this, as I as I wrote it down and realised that it was really depressing, is on form. Bearing in mind that SKY has had one of his worst IPL seasons, his worst average since twenty seventeen. If we're if we're taking form in, I reckon you drop him, open Ishkish, and shunt Rohit at four. I think that's the I think that's the only way you get all your names. That's in. horrible. Is that horrible? So that's, so that's that's the way you get all your names in, but it's not nice, is it? That's <laughs> not, not nice, something anybody it? wants to see. I don't think anybody wants to be down there. It's not elegant, is it? I mean, despite all this chat, boys, I think we're all in agreement that India will probably make it out of this group. Um, they play Pakistan, New Zealand and Afghanistan and, and two of the qualifiers uh, to be decided soon or it might have been by the time you hear this. Uh, Will, I want to ask you this because we, me and Zach spoke about it in the pod that shall not be named that will be out soon. First game against Pakistan, how huge is that? Um, very exciting, massive rivalry. You know, win that and get on a little run and you're away. Lose that and maybe more of this chaos that we're seeing, you know, trying to fit all these players in might snowball even further. Yeah, massive. I mean, if you if we imagine that the panic on social media and everything else after a oh, bad gosh. England loss, Ooh. I mean, the 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 what? wheels will well and truly come off <laughs> Indian cricket. Nobody will have any chill if they get hammered to Pakistan. Um, the other slightly 
but it won't happen because Pakistan are not very good and India are very good. Um, hello to our listeners <laughs> in Pakistan. I love you hello, very much. <laughs> no, I, to be fair, I actually, I, we will come on to our discussion of who we like in the tournament later on, but I, I do have one eye on Pakistan. I think they're a very okay, good team. Good. good. My only rogue shout with India, which again, I think you similarly will do that. This is really ugly. What are you talking about reaction? But it's that in the initial squad announcement that they did, for some reason, we don't count Ashwin as an all-rounder, which is a questionable classification, but whatever, there we are. In the original squad announcement, there were only three all-rounders, which included Hardik, who we don't think is going to bowl, and Axar Patel, who doesn't really bat, leaving only Jadeja. And I think if you're looking at the, the balance of how of this team, one of the reasons it doesn't really look like it works is because exactly as Zach said, you only got three seamers in the squad and you're having to fit all of them in unless you want to play 12 overs of seam because you're getting nothing from your top six in terms of bowling which i think is interesting because just the last minute changes in and around the squad this week have been to bring in venkatesh Ayer and arvesh khan in and around the squad i just mentioned because they are two batting and a bit of seam all-rounders there you go does <laughs> it help helpful team? though wouldn't Maybe it not. that would really help the ball it would be very helpful because we don't think hard going to bowl i love him as a specialist number six but as you say dan this batting lineup is not lacking for lower order batsmen who come in and slap it around a bit. Mm-mm. I do worry a bit for Hardik's place on that basis. And if you want someone who can do a similar job, but actually bowl, you've got two possible options there. And I like bringing in Venki for my IPL All-Stars banter lineup 11. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. If Hardik would just bowl, everything would be fine. This whole, this whole conversation wouldn't have happened, right? If Hardik uh, could we'll, bowl, India are winning the World Cup. Yeah, he's all on it. Gosh, we do love him in this podcast. Zach, what do you reckon to that? Would you like a bit of uh, those sort of Seymour rounders? Would that help out the look of this team for you? Uh, I'm really not sure. Because Venkatishai has been opening the batting and we don't need another top order option. Hold on, didn't Axar get promoted recently for Delhi, right? He yeah, like four or something. So <laughs> yeah. it was awful, wasn't it? What's this all about? What's going on over there? Will? I really enjoy that as we were doing the notes and before, you know, as we were building up to this pod, Dan was feeling really positive about England. I was feeling quite positive about India. We thought, oh, these are probably the two favourites. We've just ruined both of these teams. It's amazing how we just bring each other down. We just deconstruct everybody's preconceptions of what a good team might look like. This is why when I preempted whether I was going to be asked who my pick to win the damn thing was before the pod, I put in our Facebook chat, (laughs) I've changed your mind, no one's winning it. You saw this coming, didn't you? You were like, right, the two teams I quite like are going to get just deconstructed by everybody. So I'm going to hate them. And then who can possibly win? No, and this is, when... where, this is where Oman comes uh, running through, isn't it, Will? <laughs> it's Oman's year. The hosting, it's their, it's their year. But no, it's, when, you, when you go through it and you break down all of the top teams, they've got problems. All mm. of them have got problems. It's where the clicks together, isn't it? And like I said earlier with England, it's a quick tournament. Get a bit of form going. Get a good vibe in that dressing room. And, and away you go, really. Um, and a bit of luck on your side as well. And we all, so we're all in agreement to wrap India up that they're getting through. Uh, I think once they get through, it's a little bit, it's a knockout game then, isn't it? Anything could happen, really. And you've got to hope for your sake, Will, they've sort of got an idea what their 11 looks like by the time they get through to a tough semi-final, we're presuming. Got to hope so. But yeah, they'll shortly make the top four, they'll be we fine. hope. We hope. I, I don't. I don't want a top four that doesn't have India in it, really, just for the sake of the pod more than anything as well. <laughs> as well. Um, right. Let's move on to the West Indies, the final team we're previewing in this pod. Uh, winners of two World Cups in 2012 and 2016. Uh, the only country to win the T20 World Cup twice. Uh, should they be favourites? Underlined. Who wrote this? Was that you, Zach? I'm going to let you lead on West Indies anyway because I think you quite like them. And there's going to be some good chat about freeing Sunil Ryan, who's having a wonderful <laughs> IPL. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, but yeah, these got the West Indies just turn it on for ICC events. And I look, I, this is another fun team to watch. So I'm looking forward to chatting about them. They are a lot of fun. And the main reason they're a lot of fun is covered in a fantastic book, which uh, is going to be no use that I'm going to show it. Cricket oh, 2.0. If I, think, I love that you're showing it, it like you're on Blue Peace. You, you've got it. Here's a book I made earlier. Here's a book I made earlier. You know, Who's we're a podcast, by? right? <laughs> yeah. Cricket 2.0, sorry. Who is it by? By Tim Wigmore and uh, Freddie Wilde. Yeah. And he, they cover this amazing team 
in a, in a chapter. They dedicate a chapter to them because it's about 2020 cricket, the 2020 cricket revolution. Fantastic book. Would recommend to anyone who likes T20 cricket. And they cover it. And the, basically, the reason they win is because they hit more sixes than anyone else. And that's why they're fun as well. Yeah, that's double. That's like win win, six. isn't it? More sixes yeah. equals winning. That's fun. They know that they don't care about how many dot balls there are. If they hit a six and over, it doesn't matter if there's four dots in that over. They just hit more sixes. And they've got an amazing team. And I'm really excited. I think I, I'm going to pick them as my favourites. I think they're going to win the whole thing. Their batting is just so much fun. They've they've got so many players who would make a T20, a T20 all-time T20 World Eleven. I think there is at least three players in their top five now, in their top seven that would make this that team. There's, you know, Chris Gale, the universe boss. He wasn't yeah, in the of best, course. but you could never write him off in an ICC tournament. It could be one of his the last times we'll see him. No, he'll always he'll be playing into his fifties. <laughs> he'll always play an ICC tournament. Other than that, we've also got, obviously, Kieran Pollard, who is one of my favourite cricketers of all time because he used to play for Somerset for a couple of years and was that was always great fun. Dre Russ, his, whose fitness is a little bit of a worry. He uh, by, by the time you listen to this, he will have uh, scored 80 from 30 in the IPL final for KKR. But well, it, Sorry, Chris, on, on, on Dre Russ, when was the last time he had a good game? I've not, you know, like a proper Dre Russ game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not, About two not, years ago. <laughs> yeah, 2019. Yeah, 2019. <laughs> yes, I mean, as good as we know he is, he's coming in cold as ice. Yeah, I, I do think there are there are a couple of interesting players in this squad that are kind of less thought of. So w- w- starting with the batting, the bowling is a little bit less interesting because the bowling's just not as good. Basically, one of them is... So I, I've, I have got a team kind of in this. I've got a top seven. So I, so I, I can run through that. Please, that would be lovely. So, uh, Evan Lewis and Lendl Simmons to open. The Universe boss at three. Nicky P, the 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 heir apparent to the throne, who has yes. been for years. Yes. <laughs> uh, at four. Will, we're going to have to talk about him at some point. Number five is an interesting one because uh, Roston Chase is an option. Roston Chase has been unbelievable, was unbelievable in... The CPL this year, hitting 406, 446 runs, a uh, strike rate of 145. He's a right-hander in amongst this sea of left-handers. And he can bowl. Good bit of offspin as well, isn't it? That's a great shout. What an asset to have at number five, that is. Who's, if he's, in Nick. he's never played a T20 outside of the Caribbean, which I think is a, a great That's little a great stat. stat. Well found, Zach. Well done, mate. Yeah. Has, he, has he ever played a T20 international? Now that's another question. He, got, he don't, I don't think so, actually. I don't I think, think he has. No way. No, I don't so you're telling me he'd come very... in here and make his debut? He sounds like a great yeah. asset. I mean, he'd and be perfect. He would take out, and, and it would mean Shimron Hetmeyer doesn't get a game, most likely. Can Hetmeyer not come in at six, or are we into the bowlers at six? Pollard and Russell. You're not going to drop Pollard oh, or Russell, God. are you? Jesus, this is a strong team. <laughs> it's a really strong team. You, a, you, strong. you hear this top seven, and you're like, well... If they get new pitches and they're flat, then then they're going to absolutely batter everyone. Everyone's in deep trouble. The the, the local population surrounding the stadium are in big big trouble as well. Big, big trouble. Uh, how's their that bowling lineup look then? Because that that top seven's fantastic. If you pick in between Hetmeyer and, and Chase, etc. So what's their bowling attack looking like? So I would say the 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 bowling lineup's not as good. Dwayne Bravo is obviously amazing. We know that has been for years. Another player who would, you know, would would could easily make T uh, twenty all all time world eleven. What a player! What a death bowler! He's just, you know, CSK seem to use him as just kind of like specialist two overs at the end, and he'll probably bat nine, which is which is a bit mental, really, isn't it? <laughs> bat deep, bat deep. Other than that. It's uh, he. So he's he's obviously a lock. I think Obed McCoy is another lock. He only made his uh, debut in 2019, but has played all ten of uh, the West Indies. I was going to call them the Caribbean. Then uh, all of their T20Is this year. He's got a good record so far. 
19 wickets in his 12 games at 16.2 and can kind of bowl throughout the innings. Other than that, the options are, you know, I think Ravi Rampal is a hilarious option because... I can't believe he's in the squad ahead of, ahead of... I can't believe A is still going. He's ahead of uh, Jason Holder and Sheldon Cottrell as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but in the CPL, he was so good. You know, so good. 19 wickets, just under eight economy. And he's not played a T20 since 2015, though, which is mental. Wow. But also, you know, strange stats coming out of the West Indies. Can't we just yeah. confirming as well? Chase has not played a, a T20I. Nope. Uh, that's wild. Do you reckon he'll get in, Zach, or is that a bit of an outside shout? I think they'll just start with Hetmeyer and play it safe. And if, if they want to add a bit so. of balance, they can bring the man in. Okay. Although, I'm, I'm frustrated because yeah. of what I've said in the pod coming out in a few days. Although. Although I would say maybe the first game might be a good time for him to play off spinner, turning the ball away from England's left-handers. Uh, He's already got an eight for the test match. Was it eight? Was it nine? That was that was traumatic. I don't even. I don't. I don't even want to talk about that. Exactly. Trauma will be there. Other than that, Fabian Allen is their main spinner, but he uh, turns it away from the right-hander, so you know, slow left arm. And then they've got. Hayden Walsh Jr. is another uh, is a leg spin option. He was unbelievable against um, Australia in their series over the summer that kind of went a little bit under the radar. We didn't really talk about it much, but they they just battered Australia, which is quite funny. He took 12 wickets in that in that five match series and went at sevens in his overs, which is you know, pretty good. <sighs> yeah, that's kind of it for the, the, the bowling's less impressive. So they might not want those slow, low tracks that a couple of the other teams are going to rely on, as we'll cover yeah. in days time. Yeah. But, you know, if, other than that, the only person I haven't mentioned is O'Shane Thomas, who all I've put here is fast. His record is good. He's very fast. He's fast. So, yeah. <laughs> Will, Will, do you want to talk, before you go into the West Indies, for people who haven't heard before about your Nicholas Poran issue, you know, your general... Uh, Qualms with him as a cricketer. I just saw your eyes roll when Zach mentioned him as, as the heir apparent. Just let our listeners know. I don't want this to become narrative as though I have a sort of ongoing vendetta against Nicholas Puron. Um, we need a pod feud. Having said a pod that, feud going on. I do just think he's a bit of a fraud. Yeah. Uh, like you can't you can't be the heir apparent for for about seven years and and never do very much of anything and still be considered the heir apparent and keep your place. But now that I've said that, he'll probably score a century in the World Cup because he's got it in him, and we all know that he's he got it in him. He does. And he does bring a little bit of useful balance to that middle order. I think there's three problems with this West Indies team that, that I can see for this World Cup. Because I think the it says a lot that the valid question for them is, should they be the favourites? And that, that is the only relevant question for this West Indies team, despite the fact that somehow they've managed to fall to ninth in the world rankings below Afghanistan. And But it's still, when you look at the players who are there, it's still the correct question, are they the favourites? Having said that, the reason, one of the reasons they've managed to fall to ninth is because I'm just looking at their record here. Zach's right to say they managed to batter Australia, but as we've said, we don't think Australia are particularly good in this format at the moment. In that same time frame, though, this is just in the last less than a year, they've managed to lose series to Pakistan, South Africa, got battered by Bangladesh, got battered by New Zealand and lost to England. So if you lose to all those teams in this World Cup, you're not getting very far. Jeez, that's that's good. I would say they do often drop their, they do often rest and rotate their best players in this format. When was the last, when was the last time we saw Dre Russell, Chris Gale putting on a put on a West Indies shirt? I mean, and, and I, I have no stats like, to back that up, but <laughs> it feels like they came. I, I can't remember. That was so long ago, but I don't think they came into the 2016 World Cup as any hotter favourites than they are, you know, as we speak now. No, exactly. And, and that's why I think ultimately the question is, can they still be the favourites, even though they've got all of this stuff going on in the background? But are the players in the fit in an 11, ultimately, at the end of the day, good enough to win a World Cup? And I think we all agree that, yeah, probably they are. Whether it's their day or not will depend on a lot of the luck of the draw. I think there's two other big problems with this team. One is squad choices. Zach alluded to it. And we've said as well, leaving Jason Holder out, it just feels bizarre. Leaving Sunil on the right out, I know there's weird, there's there's levels of discourse around why that is with the fitness test, with the bowling action, whatever else. Still feels like madness, given he's a legend of the T20 game. And Sheldon Cottrell feels like an obvious name. When I look at that 11, 
I think he's missing. So I think those three are slightly strange choices. And the third big problem as a result of that is the bowling doesn't sound great when you're comparing it to some of the other teams that we've got in terms of a balance between pace and spin. I'm not sure that they're great in either department. Although, as we said, Shane Thomas is very quick. So when you put all of it together, it's, it's hard to know what to make of that West Indies team. It's probably past its best. It's still probably got enough batsmen to score more sixes than anybody else. And that tends to win you a game. At the same time, it's not the most balanced. It's not the most in form. It's not the most sort of consistent spread of quality across the team in every position as an England is. So there are problems. Having said all of that, I completely agree with Zach. Yeah, they're my favourites. They're going to win the World Cup. <laughs> I, I would say, what what that, that Will? I, I really enjoyed that. Because uh, I I agree and I agree with everything you said there, but yeah, they probably are. As we've said in this podcast, every every one of these teams has problems, and if Sunil was in the squad, they would be outright favourites. There would be no doubt. I would not be accepting. I would I would have left the pod immediately as Dan said England were favourites if he'd have said that with Sunil Narayan in so the what, squad. So what's the deal with him, by the way? So he failed a fitness test a long yeah, time so, ago, and the West Indies like, no, you can't well, come. It's very interesting. He failed a fitness test. But the fitness tests are, are this is according to the the brilliant Caribbean Cricket Podcast. Their Twitter feed said that uh, the fitness tests are different for each player, and that Chris Gale was exempt from doing a fitness test because of his back problems. And it's a bit <laughs> like, well, I, I'm not sure that makes sense. I can understand the setting a precedent, but also O'Shane Thomas has history of fitness problems. Shimron Hetmyer was out of the West Indies squad in just after the kind of like first series they played after COVID because he just didn't do anything during lockdown. He did what we all did and just sat and watched Netflix. He openly admitted that in an interview he did on the Caribbean Cricket Podcast, which I would recommend listeners go and have a, have a listen to. It was very good. But so it kind of seems a little bit, yeah, I suppose they are more tight in ICC tournaments on his action. I, It's just annoying. I, I just... There's Come on, ICC. Reasons, I think yeah. we'll just have reasons, and it feels like that, doesn't it? Especially making a few yeah. players not do that fitness test. But yeah, I agree. I agree. And for me, guys, and I'm going to have to disagree with you here, you've all made great points. But with the West Indies coming into any ICC tournament, it feels like a flip of a coin. One side of that coin is they'll win the whole thing. The other is they will get knocked out in the group stages. And I'm going to have to go with the latter, getting knocked out in this group. And I know it's a, on paper a fairly straightforward group. I have England and another team going through, which you'll find out in a couple of days' time in the next pod, which team I think is going to get out of this group. And for me, West Indies just fall flat. And it's it's not because I don't think they're a great team and you've all made great points. I think it's just that it's the West Indies factor. And this time it's not going to fall on the right side for them, for me. Wow. Stunned silence. Stunned silence. Stunned silence. silence. Sorry, boys. I, mean, I, 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 I want to know, know how good you, you think, think Australia are. You'll, you'll find out in, in, in the pod the next couple of days, Will. You'll, you'll enjoy listening to my arguments. It was a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, but I'm well known for them. I did one at the start of the pod, but I'm going to stand by it. And I could be a, I could be a genius, who knows? So, yeah, not for me, despite all your quite compelling arguments. So, just before we wrap it up uh, on the West Indies, you boys have both got them as winners, correct? So we put in that on paper. Yeah, okay, lovely. And I've got them getting knocked out in the group. Great. So one of two or one of us is going to look very, very silly. I look forward to that. That's what we love about the podcast. Uh, okay, before we uh, before we go, Will, we can't let you go before this tournament starts without hearing who your top four are going to be. I think we've sort of alluded to what that might be already, but can we just get that confirmed so I can write it down and we can all laugh in the future or, or say, well done. What a shout. What a genius. We can, absolutely. We love it when this happens. And we're famous for terrible predictions, so I'll give you some. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm weirdly quite tempted to back South Africa because I quite like their bowling lineup, but they're in the same group. Wow, that wow. is cold as <laughs> But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. They're okay, the same cool, group cool. as England and the West Indies. Gosh, even going near that gave us me and Zach. We fell off our chairs. Go on, I, sorry. I wasn't expecting that re- that reaction. That was, that was one of the most stunned. Uh, you haven't, you haven't heard the podcast yet. Yeah, you, no, you no. Haven't, re- haven't recently gone through their squad. <laughs> I look forward to that. Um, England, West Indies, India, New Zealand. Ooh, 
Oh, nice. Nice. So Pakistan not getting out of that group or Afghanistan. Interesting. Well, that's excellent, Will, because that will spark some debate and that will be fascinating to watch as, as the tournament goes on. Um, we've alluded to it across this podcast. There is another one coming out in a couple of days. That's just me and Zach. We've already recorded it and we're looking at the, basically the teams we haven't spoken about yet. Uh, so I believe that is Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, Afghanistan and Pakistan. Pakistan. Uh, so look forward to that. Me and Zach taking those five teams apart as we have done today. Boys, that was really fun. Thank you for joining us. It's been a busy week of podcasts. We hope all the listeners are enjoying. Uh, Will, we won't speak to you again until the World Cup starts. Are you excited? It's coming. I think we're all getting there now. It's going to be fun, right? Yeah, I'm very excited now. This has made me a lot more excited. I've been in IPL mode for the last few weeks, but I'm yeah. You got to yeah, you got to get out, you know, get into a different mode for this ICC mode. Uh, Zach, I'll speak to you well in a couple of days for our already recorded podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I will speak to you when we go back to the future. Yeah, I think we're going back to the future, and then we're yeah, it's all very confusing. Anyway, <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed. Me and Zach will be back in a couple of days to round up our T20 World Cup preview. And then after that, it will be the World Cup proper. And we'll be here every three or four days to talk about that. So lots of pod content, lots of cricket. Enjoy it. Thank you for listening. And we'll speak to you in a couple of days. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.